We're building this city one day at a time. Welcome to Grow Lincoln, the program with Lincoln's future in mind. Your hosts are former Lincoln City Councilwoman Robin Eshelman and Dave Albers, two experts in the field of commercial real estate and business development. Now, it's time to Grow Lincoln on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Lincoln weather, highs in the 40s, all the way up to the 60s by the end of the week. Uh, Dave, really tough environment if you happen to be in an, an abominable snowman right now. <laughs> oh, I agree. This uh, segment is possible today because of Body Fit Training and Sorghum United. Coming up on the show, speaking of Sorghum United, Nate Blue will be with us. He's going to talk about obstacles for Nebraska businesses trying to do business with California. Um, boy, I've had clients that have <laughs> talked about all the different labels they have to come up with for their product when they sell in California. Have you? Well, yeah, it just does. It, it's like dealing with a whole other country, it feels like. It does. Um, Nate also has a new book, which made its way to Times Square and the Big Apple. And then we'll also talk about employees with addictions. Yes, with Chris Schmidt from Baylor Evnen Wolf and Tannehill Law Firm. And this is not just alcohol. He's going to talk about CBD, vaping, and other things in the workplace. Um, Roger Frank will be in with a, with a financial report. And John Henry's Plumbing is... They're, they're doing some expansion. They are, and they're going to talk about scaling your business to another city. I believe they have an Omaha uh, facility at this time. Yeah, yeah. Well, we want to welcome Nate Bloom from Sorghum United into the show. Every time we talk to him, he just got back from, you know, visiting four <laughs> or five countries. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I've actually been home, I think, since we last spoke. I've been uh, just domestically. Do you start yeah. feeling lost when you can't be flying somewhere? <laughs> I actually do. I get about, uh, you know, if, if I'm home for too long anymore, I start to think, man, I need to get somewhere. I feel lazy. <laughs> Jeez, I feel like I'm not doing my job. I yeah. better get on a plane. <laughs> well, one that we have talked to you, and okay, I'm going to set this up like where I got this idea. I was listening to our sister podcast at the station the other day. Um, Liba has a podcast called Lincoln Business Beat. They were talking about how difficult it's gotten for farmers in Nebraska to do business in California. Um, and we all know the government regulation California puts it on businesses is difficult. Um, on this show with you, Nate, we've talked about how China has gotten difficult and you had to go to other countries and seek new markets. I guess I have never asked you about California. Yeah, well, you know, California is always an interesting animal uh, legislatively, and, and I used to work for a member of Congress, so, you know, I've got a little bit of experience in this realm, and, uh, you know, I think it's a difference of ideology versus practicality, right? Like, these ideas sound really good, but they're not yeah. really practical uh, in application. So, as far as sorghum goes into California, the, the biggest hurdle, and it's actually been a problem for the better part of a decade or more, uh, is really in the ethanol blending. So, uh, mm. you know, sorghum uh, works really well in ethanol, just as well as corn, uh, as a matter of fact, as far as outputs go. Um, but originally when California was trying to assess their environmental impacts, uh, you know, all these things, uh, what they did was they took five years of continuous data with corn as far as sustainability goes, and they took five years of non-continuous data with sorghum. Uh, and, and three of those or four of those five years were drought years. And so the, the data is absolutely skewed. 
And uh, as a result, uh, even though sorghum uses a third of the water, is drought tolerant, is better for soil health and carbon sequestration, California is convinced that sorghum has a higher uh, climate impact than, than corn does. Which uh, is, and you is, have we, 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 can, we can show with the data that that's actually not true. But based upon the study that they did, that, that costs uh, uh, ethanol producers uh, who are using sorghum in the California market uh, a certain amount per gallon going in there. As a result, we don't use sorghum in any ethanol blending in Nebraska, or very rarely do we. Huh. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just a fascinating thing, really. It's, it, I mean, it's, it's one of these things that just common sense is not common nor sense uh, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't adapt a farming standard for sorghum. You'd have to get them to redo the test. Well, it has to be redone. And, and, and the industry has been working on this. Um, but, you know, but it's one of those. It takes a long time, doesn't well, it's it? It's one of those things, even though we can show that it's not true, the, that data is still out there. So even though we can combat it with real data, we still have to overcome what's already been put out there. You know, it's just it's just one of those things. So so it's easier to just like go overseas. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, you could question actually when when it comes to ethanol markets, and I'm going to be really unpopular when I say this, but, you know, as more and more uh, countries or even states like California who have mandates that after X year, uh, whatever year that is, uh, that EVs are going to be the new standard and the combustion vehicles are no longer even going to be permitted to be sold. That's true. Yeah. You know, you have to wonder, well, you know, is it it a hill worth dying Is it even worth it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing uh, for farmers to think about. Once again, are they actually going to be able to achieve what they want to achieve? Yeah, uh, with, it doesn't with, seem with likely. The EV it, it, it doesn't seem likely. I just I saw a report the other day that there are more EVs sitting on lots than, than people are willing to buy. So. I heard that it's a 15-month lag, whereas a regular vehicle, it's, you know, 60, 90 days to get the thing sold off yeah, the lot. Yeah, people don't even want to test drive them. And, you know, and... I, I don't want this segment just to be about EVs in California, but the reality is that, you know, I mean, when we're talking about, uh, Sorghum United is a really good example. We're talking about ideologically uh, the things that we'd like to see done. We have to also be practical about how can we achieve those and what are the reasonable standards when we're talking about things like food security and economic and environmental sustainability and, uh, you know, growing markets for sorghum in particular, you know, we know what we want, but how do we approach that in a practical and uh, reality-based way in which we can see actual results? Um, Well, real quick, I mean, this is fascinating. Let's talk about your book for children really fast. It made it to Times Square. <laughs> yeah, we had a uh, we had a billboard in uh, Times Square uh, at the beginning of the month for a weekend. It was actually the same weekend as the, the New York Marathon, as a matter of fact. But all three books. Well, you picked a good weekend by luck, by by happenstance <laughs> and dumb luck. Uh, but but yeah, we uh, the first uh, three chapters of the Sorgo Squad are available on Amazon and, and SorgoSquad dot com. Uh, we were also at the Miami Book Fair uh, a couple of weeks ago, which was right. great. And we're seeing a lot of traction with educators in particular. Uh, these books are they're fun. They're educational. Um, but, uh, you know. Are these educators in the United States or? 
Well, all over the world, actually. Uh, the ones that we've been talking to in New York or in, in Miami, obviously, in the U.S., but we also have some uh, some connections in places like India um, huh. and uh, Europe and other countries uh, that uh, are, are looking at these as an opportunity. In fact, just yesterday, I got invited to speak at a conference in Kenya next year, as a matter of fact. So then so, you have to have a translator for the books. Or do they do it in English? We're working on English. translations, uh, but yeah. a lot of places do teach in English. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, Dave is frantically telling me we have to go to a commercial <laughs> here. <laughs> <laughs> Always fascinating. Yes. Um, Nate with Sorghum United, he loves to travel all over the world and puts great pictures. So he's a great follow on Facebook, and that's Nate B-L-U-M. Look for that on Facebook. Thanks, Robin and Dave. Great to see you. Hey, thanks again, Nate. Coming up next, employees with addictions. We're going to speak to Chris Schmidt from Baylor Law Firm. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's Grow Lincoln. 1499.3 KLIN. Find our podcast on the KLIN website under the shows tab or find Grow Lincoln on Apple Podcasts. This segment is possible today because of Service Master Professional Building Maintenance and Trans World Business Advisors. Alcohol is pretty prevalent in our society, and we wanted to talk to someone about this as far as labor and workforce and problems in the workplace. But, you know, we have other things now, CBD, vaping, um, and we've got things like addictions and medicine going on. So we fentanyl. Well, yeah, lots of <laughs> sadly. <things. laughs> so we have Chris Schmidt here with us from Baylor Law Firm, and he's there to help employers with these issues. How are you doing, Chris? Good. Thanks for having me on. Well, I guess, uh, you know, in the holidays, too, there is so much that sometimes these problems sort of come to the the forefront. I would say Dave and I have noticed a big increase, especially during COVID, so many alcohol permits. And I remember kind of joking about it. To unique businesses that you go... Really? You need a <laughs> nail salons, barbershops. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it became so prevalent. I, I remember sort of halfway joking about it with a city council member, but both of us thought it maybe it's not as funny as it sounds, you know. Um, so, yeah, there's a local licensing process, but I'm guessing, Chris, that as an attorney, there are things you would tell a client if a client reached out to you that you wouldn't get in a licensing class. Absolutely. And we'll talk about the employment issues in just a minute. But a few other things that might not come to mind, but you should be aware of, are things like insurance and the impact it might have on premiums if you're, you're gonna pay selling more. alcohol yeah. and things yeah. like that. And then also, just more generally, the impact it might have on your workforce and the issues that your employees might be required to address. And particularly when we have 
struggles finding uh, employees sometimes. Young employees cannot serve alcohol and things like right. that. So there are those issues as well. Right. Well, Nebraska is a right-to-work state. Um, employers have the right to terminate employees if alcohol or CBD or vaping becomes an identifiable problem on the job. But I don't, there's a looser attitude about it in society, kind of my rights, my personal business, my personal problem. And some might even claim that it's a, a disability or they have a right to a substance because of a disability. So this is a lot for an employer to navigate through. What what would you suggest? Well, you're absolutely right that the, the notion of at-will employment, as is the case in Nebraska, gives employers a lot of discretion and latitude with how they deal with substance abuse and use on the job, particularly when it affects performance and things like that. But it is still a tricky and a evolving issue uh, so it's important to follow some best practices, like being clear in communications with your employees, being consistent in enforcement of whatever your policy or practice is, and then also being cautious when those legal protections you alluded to may be involved. Um, and, and just as a side point, I mean, I, I would think this is a lot harder for small businesses where they don't have the infrastructure in place to deal with some of these issues? Have I mean, you found that to be the case? Even just a written policy is yeah. hard for a small business to come up with. Absolutely. And and what makes this difficult is that it's hard on both sides. So big companies that maybe have a presence in multiple states, this Ooh. can sometimes be a state-specific issue, oh, specifically yeah. with things like CBD and marijuana. But then, as you mentioned, on the other side, small businesses might not have as established written policies and things like that, which... I understand can be onerous to implement on the front end, but really do pay dividends on the back end. And then trying to sort out what, like you mentioned, other states and then the federal law, too. Absolutely. So federal law, primarily here, we are talking about the Americans with Disabilities Act because alcohol abuse and uh, things like that can actually be a protected disability, as can prior substance abuse. I bet people don't always realize that. No. Oftentimes when we tell a company that, it comes as a real surprise and is something that's important to keep in mind when we're talking about that interactive process and reasonable accommodations and things like that. There is a room in there for alcohol-related issues, but it's important that it not impact performance during work. Yeah. Hmm. Well, boy, I mean, I would. There's just a lot of tricky, (laughs) tricky things that happen there, and that insurance thing that you had alluded to. or mentioned, I should say, earlier, uh, I I can see where that's going to drive a lot of these decisions. Absolutely. And when it comes to, I I mentioned policies and then documentation when specific issues arise. So policies and documentation are very helpful and and important, but if they're done the wrong way, can actually be counterproductive and harmful. So particularly with all these changes going on, it's important to have those things in place and that they be correct and accurate. And they may be a good idea to just have them reviewed by somebody that knows what they're doing. Possibly. So that's a great time if you are <laughs> experiencing this, these issues or perhaps even just predicting them and trying to get ahead right. of the game a little bit to call your employment lawyer, make sure that everything that you're doing is in line with the, the latest developments because it is really an issue we're seeing more and more and then the laws are also changing. So it's really a perfect storm. You just have to always... A lot of factors yeah. here. Yeah, there, there are and it's just... Proper prior planning, yeah. poor performance. And, and I, you know, if you're a small business, you're probably going to pull that employee aside and say, hey, 
you know, you're going to say something. But a bigger company I know would be documenting this and, and that kind of thing. It, yeah, uh, absolutely. And oftentimes employers are also surprised once they get over the shock that perhaps there is some legal yeah. issues involved or disabilities or things like that. With how simple it can be to document, it just requires forethought and some deliberate action. But it is not uh, always a super intensive or time consuming process. It, it, it's a, a phone call. It's a discussion. It's a couple hours spent working on a policy. Yeah, yeah. And a, an attorney that has done this for other businesses can tell you the shortcuts how to just get through this. So. Absolutely. Well, good stuff. Chris, how do we get a hold of you if we have a question? Yeah, I'm at Baylor Evnen Wolf and Tannehill downtown, and our phone number is 402-475-1075. Good stuff. Thank you. Thanks Com- again. Yeah. Coming up next, Roger Frank will be in. Um, we lost a a stalwart of the financial industry this we past week. Sh- we sure did. It was just uh, a an couple days end ago. end of an era. So, Roger, interesting. Roger's going to be in to talk about that. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Everyone is excited about new business, and our business is to tell you what's new. This is Grow Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. Be sure to stay with us until the very end of the show. Our last segment is about businesses opening, closing, and moving around in Lincoln, and usually we know of a restaurant or two. And this segment is possible today because of Lincoln Airport Authority, Charter Title, and Nebraska Prep Equipment. This week in the news, a a, uh, end of a particular era, Supreme Court Justice Sandra Day O'Connor passed away. Secretary of State Henry Kissinger passed away. And in the financial world, Charlie Munger, um, Warren Buffett's co-pilot, Roger Frank from Frank Financial Concept is in the studio with us. Um, We are at the end of an era, aren't we, Roger? We certainly are. Uh, It's a sad passing that Charlie passed away. You know, he was 99 years old and, in fact, about a month away from his 100th birthday. And Uh, still working right up until. He did, yeah. He worked all the way up right up to his death. Uh, You know, there's a lot of people think that he's probably one of the best money managers ever. Um, You know, a couple side facts that you may not know. Charlie was actually a lawyer before joining Warren Buffett. He graduated from Harvard Law School in 1948. He worked for a law firm in California and then founded Munger, Tullis, and Olson, and even owned a hedge fund in 1962. By chance, he was introduced to Warren uh, in an Omaha party. They shared many thoughts during that initial meeting, and then he ended up going on to work for Berkshire Hathaway and became vice chairman and helped grow the multifaceted business into a 750 I'm sorry 785 billion dollar firm. In fact, I even was had saw on Friday 
that he made a comment that if he used leverage at Berkshire Hathaway, the firm actually probably would have been double in size. Oh, yeah. Wow. Easily. Mm-hmm. Something that, uh, just as a side note, I uh, believe that he grew up in Omaha, Munger did, and worked for Buffett's father at the at, or grandfather at the grocery store, one of them. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, I'd, I'd heard that. Mm. So, yeah, who knows? Uh, you, you talked about these two men. They didn't always agree on things. Yeah. And, you know, I think that there was a little bit of a yin and a yang. They were still very good friends. Oh, and absolutely. St- and thought a lot alike. But yeah. Not always. Yeah, they, they, really, they really did think a lot alike. Uh, they didn't often uh, argue. However, they disagreed quite a bit. In fact, uh, it came out in some of their annual meetings over the years. They liked to poke uh, fun at each other. Warren Buffett really liked buying uh, dirt-cheap companies, as Charlie used to say. Uh, Charlie broadened Warren's approach to buying quality companies at a fair price. That was really Charlie's mantra was, was that way. And then as they both got older, Charlie became a little bit more conservative, and Warren became more of the aggressor. Now, they've been talking a lot about the new management that's been coming in over the last several years, and you're starting to see some of the changes that they're doing and what they're buying. Yeah. Well, imagine being business partners for that many years. I I suppose it would be almost like being in a marriage, and you have these days where you would – you know, you might occasionally consider murder, but you would never really get divorced from each other. Yeah, absolutely. You know, in reality, the relationship that Charlie and Warren had uh, was really a win-win for both of them. Uh, the two said that they were firm believers in reciprocation and respect. Munger, in fact, said, we both have this fundamental idea that the world works better if you make your relationships win-win. And we both early or learned early on that the way to get a good partner was to be a good partner. I think we can certainly take that advice in the business world, but we can also take that advice in our personal lives as well. That's kind of cool. Yeah. 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 Well, Charlie uh, Munger will definitely be missed. Uh, Absolutely. Know, it's a big loss for the business community. Yeah. yeah I, uh, it just is not going to be the same uh, not having the two of them at those Brookshire meetings. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and speaking of the markets, uh, markets had a great November, just a wonderful November. Uh, July really was the high water mark so far for the year. August through October was pretty volatile in the market, so November was really refreshing. As of the end of November, the Dow Jones is up about 8.5%, just a little bit less than 8.5%. NASDAQ Composite is up 36.23%. And the Standard & Poor's 500 is up just shy of 19% for the year. So it's done really well. Well, yeah. Dave and I are over here in the real estate world pouting about high interest rates. So it's good to hear that something is going well in some <laughs> corner of the business world. Markets are working really well this year. Well, thanks a lot, Roger. You bet. Roger Frank is a registered representative of Insecurities Office through Berthold Fisher & Company Financial Services, BFCFS, member FINRA, SIPC, Investment Advisory Services offered through BFC Planning, Inc. Frank Financial Concepts, BFCFS, and BFC Planning, Inc. are independent entities. I am a client of Roger, and I am not being compensated. Coming up next, John Henry's Plumbing is going to talk about what it's like to scale your business outside of Lincoln. Exciting thing for them. We'll 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 be right back. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. 
Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Economic development is not boring. It's our future. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. I am Robin Eshelman of Eshelman Commercial Real Estate here at the mic, and you are? This is Dave Albers from Albers Company. <laughs> and this segment is possible today because of what? John Henry's Plumbing, Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electrical. Who happened to be here for an interview. Right. Coming up in just a moment. Also a uh, sponsor, uh, Lincoln Chamber of Commerce and Baylor, Evnan Wolf and Tannehill Law Firm. And we just had Baylor the last segment. If you missed that, that was a very eye-opening thing about what to do with employees who have addictions and things yeah. you as an employer may not have thought about before. Yeah, it, it was a little thought-provoking, I think, for people. Yeah, podca- yeah. podcast up after. Um, well, let's introduce our guest, Robin. Janelle from John Henry's Plumbing is coming in here. We heard your commercials on Broadcast House that you guys had expanded to Omaha. And our show is about economic development and expansion and companies in, in Lincoln growing and bringing dollars from other communities right. we, back, back we, into Lincoln. We like the fact that you're bringing those Omaha dollars to Lincoln. Yeah, so I kind of, we wanted to kind of hear the backstory about this. Yeah, of course. Um, Thank you for inviting me in today. I appreciate that. Um, So we've been looking at expanding outside of Lincoln. You know, our general reach is about 30 miles from Lincoln on any given day. But knowing the amazing support we have in Lincoln, we just wanted to be able to share that outside of this area. Um, So we've been laying that groundwork and really getting things in in line so that that foundation was ready. So when we could take that leap, leap and the opportunity came, we were ready. So this so, has been something you've been thinking about doing for a long time. Oh, uh, yeah, for quite a while. You know, we've been kind of putting the infrastructure in um, really? with our, mm-hmm, to make sure that when we were ready to pull that trigger and we had, you know, your processes and your management and so that then we can go and duplicate and repeat and take care of our customers and they get the same experience, whether they're in Omaha or Lincoln, um, so that we can just share that amazing five-star service that we really look for. So what research did you guys end up doing and what surprises did you find while kind of working through this process? Yeah, that's a great question. So moving into the Omaha area for us, um, it was very interesting seeing all of those suburbs. Everybody has their own permitting processes and their own separate, you know, cities. Um, oh, yeah. Current... You're dealing with Omaha, Papillion, Ro- yeah. 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 So what we're looking to in the very beginning, we're going to go into those, what I'm going to call our greater Omaha areas. So La Vista, Papillion, um, Ralston, uh, Gretna. We're not going to be licensed right away in Omaha. We need to kind of weave our way through all of their requirements with their permits and everything. It's a little bit different because it's a big city, right? Wow. So, but all of those little towns have their own development, their own city offices. And that actually, for me, is what's been kind of a 
breath of fresh air, talking with those and meeting the people in those offices and seeing the excitement because they know us. They know us from shows like you guys have. Mm -hmm. They've been hearing about us for years and knowing that we're coming to take care of their community is they're excited. So, And sometimes those smaller communities are a little bit easier to deal with when you're first coming in than than the bigger ones. I don't know, was that your experience or not? It's not always that way, but I noticed that sometimes it is. Um, It seems like, you know, uh, there's two different sides of that for me. It's easier because maybe there's less red tape. That that was my main point. Um, it's a little bit more difficult because they don't have some of the infrastructures we're used to with Lincoln where everything can be done online. So we might actually have to print a paper and take it down to the office with a check versus being able to do everything online because they're just not quite there with some of those smaller offices. So it's been a learning process, but it's been great. And we've made some really great connections um, already. Now, now you've got a big facility up near Cornelsker Highway in Lincoln. Are you servicing the Omaha communities from there or do you have an actual building in Omaha? Yeah, great question. We actually um, opened our office in Omaha in October. So we currently are hiring for many positions there. Uh, We have a handful of positions we've already filled. And so that's been really exciting. Um, I'm going to be the GM up there. So I have a handful of people already helping me establish that community up there and really setting our um, core values and getting going. But they are actually coming here to train with our Lincoln employees. We know we have the established John Henry's way here, and we want them to learn that. So we can bring that up to Omaha with us. Well, so, that'll be fun. I mean, if yeah. you have a relative that lives in Omaha or you want to help launch a new company in another city, if you think it'd be exciting to be part of that, I bet you'd be glad if they came in and filled out an Absolutely. application. Absolutely, right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what are you most excited about and what has been what has been the toughest thing? You know, um, the toughest thing is really weaving through all those webs because every town has something that's a, a little, little bit, bit different. different. Yeah. Yeah. So really working with my team to make sure we have our ducks in a row because we don't want to think we're, you know, skirting anything. We we want to follow the process. We want the optics to (laughs) be good. Yeah. Yeah. So really the connections we've made have been helpful with that, Um, Mm -hmm. being able to call up and ask the questions and getting really good responses on the other end. Um, Most exciting. I'm really excited for us to be able to go to Omaha and those greater Omaha areas and share our community experience with them. Uh, Two years ago, we started our culture committee here in Lincoln, and we've been doing a ton of culture, um, community things, and outreach. Um, Every month, our goal is to do something with a community project in the Lincoln area. And so a lot of people don't realize that yet with John Henry. It's like, we're giving back to the community. That's our goal. That's great. So um, being able to spread that up there is super awesome. Oh, fun. Well, good to hear the the energy. I I like the the energy. That's really cool. Um, this has been Janelle from John Henry's Plumbing. And again, if um, they're always looking for workers, so reach out to her over there if you're interested. How do people get a hold of you, Janelle, if they would like to get a hold of you for some of your services? Of course, they can always call us at 435-5555 or uh, go ahead and look us up on our website also. And you can apply right there on the website, um, those links for all of the job openings that we do have at jhlincoln.com. Thanks a lot, Janelle. Thanks again. Coming up next, Lincoln businesses that are opening, closing, and relocating. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. This city is my city and I love it. Yeah, I love it. I was born and raised here. I got it made And if I have my way, I'm gonna stay. Ever be it's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Thanks for being with us today, whether you are tuning in on 1400 AM, 99.3 FM, if you're streaming or maybe you're listening to a podcast, we're glad you're here. And this segment is possible today because of Realtors Association of Lincoln, Sarter Heyman Jewelers, and Lincoln Electric System. Closed retail store, Becca Boutique at 4702 Prescott in College View. That was a women's clothing store. So two of these have closed recently, including that highly publicized beauty girl clothing store that just closed up in University Place because of the road construction. Um, However, with Becca Boutique, one one road construction, this was a situation where a key operator was retiring. So a little bit happier scenario. As well as uh, that area has been, uh, you know, Putting in stores, I, I would imagine that that's gonna be occupied before too long. They'll have no problem getting that leased again. I'm sure there's probably a waiting list for it. And speaking of College View, right? Quite a blight and tiff proposal coming forward, um, and this means somebody there, some businesses or apartments or something, are getting ready to do some rehab in that neighborhood or new construction. And so the the city is blighting and tiffing predominantly west of 48th Street. And this is going to stretch all the way from Hillside. Um, That's actually north of Calvert Street. Yeah. um, To Linden, which is south of Pioneers Boulevard. I mean, it's quite a stretch. Um, And then like where that Copal restaurant is. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be in that blight and tiff area, even though that's kind of a newer relatively speaking project um and they're they're not including the college you, you know union yeah, college it's, and it, that. It's, it's west of uh, uh 48th street yeah some of them said there are times you can see it gerrymandering over but it's really more to catch the businesses and not right. not the college so yeah uh robin we had a question from is it low or Lou Spalding? I, I I think it's low. Is that right? Yes. Uh, on Facebook, uh, submitted a photo. Not sure if you're aware of the activity happening uh, in the old Cactus Restaurant in Edgewood Shopping Center. 
Well, we hear a few things, don't we, Robin? Well, yeah, I think we do know it is Chase Bank that is going in there. A national bank is taking part of the cactus space. Uh, They'll be putting up a demising wall. Um, The bank will take the the part that, that faces north towards the theaters. And then there will be a second smaller space for another tenant that will face South 56th Street with the remaining part of the restaurant. So... Not not going to be a restaurant location anymore, Robin. No. So. Um, also, kind of a move-in, move-out thing at Edgewood at 56th and Highway 2. In that old Runza, remember there used to be a Runza at Edgewood? Yeah. So there was this company called MMM Lumpia, and they had Filipino food, and they went in there, but like only for a few weeks. Yeah. And now they've got a, a, a new concept in there. Yeah. They, breakfast they, they t- unhinged. They took that out of there. They're having trouble, I think, with restaurant hood compliance and city codes. So they went the breakfast route, I presume, because they didn't need hoods for that or that kind of hood. And so now there's this new breakfast place there, and it's called Breakfast Unhinged. Um, one of the things that they offer is... Lincoln's first cereal bar. Yeah, it was interesting when I walked in there. It, it's uh, it's kind of a unique concept. Wasn't it like canisters, like 20 can- well, and they canisters just had of that. cereal? But they also have waffles and paninis for lunch. Yeah, so, so you can get hot food there. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, those are the sort of things where they don't need that, uh, the hood, the way uh, they would have for some of the other foods. So a little bit easier solution to that issue. Hey, Robin, let's jump to like 11th and South, uh, where the former Little King is located. Uh, You know quite a little bit about this uh, business. Yeah, our company put that company into the former Little King. They got it because they wanted a drive-through ice cream uh, place. And so it started out like that, ice cream and, you know, with a twist, crazy pineapple and mini pancakes, but now they have expanded their menu. They offer taquitos and agua chile toast. Um, now they want to add cocktails, so they're turning right. so they're... into a restaurant. Yeah. yeah, and I stopped there I stopped there the other day. I was coming back from somewhere. I was super hungry, and, so, uh, and it was like the middle of the afternoon, like maybe 2 or 3 in the afternoon, and I thought, I wonder if they're even open or if they just kind of shut down for a little while until some, if anybody will even be in there to serve me any food. And it was like almost full of people. Oh, that's great. I'm <laughs> glad to hear that. So I, I walked in and I got my two little, um, I had a couple little mini tacos that I got to tide me over till supper. And it came with a couple sauces and they, they were wonderful sauces. It was kind of super spicy, but yeah, I took them home so I could put them on eggs the next day. It was really like really good. I know I was super hungry, so. but yeah, <laughs> but it's the sauces. But yeah, it started out as ice cream. Yeah, uh, and and I think part of our point there is is they are applying for a liquor license. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So yeah. they'll they'll be like full service before you know it. So uh, at thirty eight fifty five South Street, we also had another uh, person from Facebook, didn't we, Rob? Nick Mains asked us a question on Facebook. Oh, this is almost to fortieth and South thirty eight fifty five over on the south side of South Street. He said, "Curious if you know what is going in next to Custom FX on South Street." 
There used to be an old paint studio in there. We walked by today, and it looks like they have some restaurant equipment sitting inside. Um, and then Deb, Deb the detective from Eshelman Commercial Real Estate chased down the landlord. <laughs> Good <laughs> found, for her. Found the landlord, and the, the landlord said that there is somebody that has been trying to do a restaurant concept in there, and it's taking a very long time to get it done, which I would say is the story that we hear over and over, I, over and over again. It is so tough for these restaurants to do all the things, you know, to get all the equipment, to get all the supplies, to comply with codes. It's they're they're just always up against something. It seems like. Robin, let's let's jump to Gateway. You had somebody uh, uh, contact you uh, at Gateway. Yes, we're back to the dresses. Yeah. Um, we got a message from Lori, who owns Lincoln Formal Dress Boutique, and she said she closed the store at Meridian Park and is in the process of moving into the Gateway store over the next several days. The new store is going to be triple the size and they're going to venture into the bridal business. So they will have prom, homecom, homecoming, cocktail, mother of the bride, bridesmaid, and lower-cost bridal dresses. They are also expanding to include formal dresses for little girls, so like the little bridesmaids. And, oh, that's cute. Isn't that cute? Um, we will have formal dresses for women of all ages, of all special occasions, so not just weddings. Um, the new store is going to be located next to the old Sears store entrance. We will take the month of December to set up and we'll open January 1. Um, and I know there's always a wedding fair, like in February or something like that. I'm so sure that they wanted to be prepared for that. Yeah, it sounds like she's organizing her timing there. Robin, we have a lot of different businesses that uh, have opened this year at Gateway. And this is, you know, throughout the entire year. Uh, why don't we talk about some of those? Yeah. La Brazza Mexican Cuisine is now in the food court. And uh, Remix Ice Cream and More. Ice cream trend. I'm spotting a micro trend we here. We keep talking and about it. And they're opening like in December. <laughs> That's what's funny about it. <laughs> Um, and then there's an eat sushi in the Gateway Food Court. So when you're out there doing your Christmas shopping, um, some new offerings for you during your lunch. And all fix cell phone and their cell phone repair and accessories. And we've talked about this a little bit. Dillard's expansion into the Yonker space. They're going to be 102,000 square feet. Yeah, you want to stick your head in there. They did a beautiful job. It's really pretty. So you, you want to at least look in there and maybe even buy something. Um, Francesca's is relocating from South Point. I think they got open on Black Friday. That's a, that's a dress shop and, you know, or a women's clothing store. Yeah. And the phone doctor is also going in out there and express jewelry repair. Awakenings is open at Gateway Mall. They sell crystals, gemstones, incense, and divination tools. And this is one that uh, I think uh, maybe some people will use uniform destination, which is uniform for health workers. I know a lot of people just like to use those for pajamas. Pajamas? Of, yeah, just to sleep in instead of... They must be pretty comfortable then. Yeah, so... 
Um, Ragstock is also open at Gateway. That is both new and vintage clothing for both women and men. And 402 Fades, which is a barber shop. And it wouldn't be Christmas without Hickory Farms. They're going to have one of those setups there with the hickory with the meats and the cheeses and stuff like that that you can buy for a gift. And I saw a building permit for an auto repair shop, uh, possibly going into the old Sears location. Wow! Happened. So we're going to have to sign off here. That's all for Grow Lincoln. Thanks a lot. Send us photos of businesses opening, closing, or relocating via Facebook or X, formerly known as Twitter.